0: This is John Fisher. That's a song I wrote in the 80s, late 80s. And it's a kind of a celebration of the fact that we all fail. We all fall. We all fall short of what we want to be, what we hope will be. And it's also a picture of the fact that for all of us, falling Failure is actually not hardly ever the end. It's quite often a doorway. It really should be. Does its work in our life. It should be the beginning. An opening uh, to something totally new. And an opening to finding strength finding success, finding help, finding how much we need the Lord. There's just so much that happens when we fall down. And uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight. Our guest, who happens to be my son, Chandler Fisher. And we're going to talk about a, a, a big fall in his life And in our life, too, because it's been our whole family that's been through this experience. And yet, we're going to try and maybe dissect this whole thing a little bit and take it apart and find out uh, what the experience has taught us all. Uh, But uh, just to give you a little brief introduction, many of you know the story because many of you have been been following us uh as I've written in in the catch I have uh written a lot about this whole experience we've been through as a family and uh about a year ago uh in we lost track of our son we we just lost touch we lost control and uh we realized that uh, he had gotten pretty heavily into drugs. We were not totally aware of the extent. And uh, things were going from bad to worse in terms of uh, school and uh, friends and the fact that actually uh, Chandler was got to a place where he was pretty much high all the time. And we got to where we had to do something. And uh, we tried a number of things until we came to the the dreaded last resort, which was to send him away to a treatment center. I remember when he first heard that. We were all three of us in a psychiatrist's office, and he made it clear that's where we were headed. I thought, oh, no, no, that's... That's never going to happen to us. And lo and behold, it did. And probably one of the worst experiences, the worst experience in my life was uh, the night that three big guys showed up in, uh, at my house and I ushered them into Chandler's room. And it was four in the morning and uh i turned on the light that's and then i got the hell out of there i'm sorry about my language but that that is what i had to do and that's really what it felt like because i it was i just felt like i was totally abandoning my son and someone i tried to to love uh for 15 years I was now turning away from my house. Uh, It was undoubtedly uh, the worst night of my life. And uh, that started process. And we want to kind of take that process apart uh, a little bit for you. But I've I've told you my side of that night. And uh, uh, Chandler is here with me now. And... uh, Tanner, I'd love for you to uh, talk about a little bit about what you felt. Uh, well, when those guys showed up at the at your at your room, and, and did you see me? Did you see my face? No, I didn't. you never saw my face. No, I didn't. I saw your face, and I've never forgotten it. Um, uh, what was that like? I
1: actually like those guys came in, and I was like is this the government? Like, I had no clue who it was. It had, like, like some uh, words on it, but it was, like, some S-T, like, whatever. And I was like, is this the government? Are they taking me away because whatever I did, I was just like, what? Like, what the heck is happening? And I know my mom was out and Annie was out, and I thought you were in the house and it was okay, and... It was just like shocking, like get yeah, being taken away at like four a.m. in the morning. I'm just like, what is happening? And they they told me to get dressed and grab my suitcase. And they were like, "Do you want to get handcuffed?" I was like, "That's not needed." And they walked me out to the car, and they drove me to. Uh, to John Wayne Airport And uh, And there And then I was like Reading my rights and they brought out The books It was just a horrible frightening night mm.
0: Yeah Yeah, yeah. Um, It was frightening for all of us You didn't You know when? when did you figure out What was going on Uh, actually, when they
1: took me in the car and we're driving up to the airport, uh, and I was like, where are we going? And they were like, you're getting sent away to a treatment facility, and I was like, where in Wyoming, Laramie? And we, uh, we hopped on the flight, went to Denver, and then drove from Denver to Laramie, Wyoming, and I got there in the afternoon. And I got my ID for there. It's just, it was the hardest morning to experience. I've never experienced that situation ever in my life. And it just came about and happened.
0: What were your feelings? Were you, was there a lot of anger? I, I was like I was scared,
1: and I was up in tears, and hmm. I was like I, when I got there, actually, I just had a hard time to fit in and uh and to not know why I was sent away, I had some like thoughts about it, like drug use behaviors, not going to school and then and then I felt like. I wasn't loved for my parents. They didn't give a crap about me, and they just sent me away
0: for that, those
1: issues that happened.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I figured, I figured that's the way you were going to feel. Um, and I, I think you probably felt that way, way for a while. For a while, didn't you?
1: Before uh, that happened. You, no, uh, you. Oh, when
0: I was there, yeah. 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 yeah, I did. Um. When, when did, I know you probably can't remember when, but maybe you can remember more how the day. No, how did things, something changed over the time where at some point, I think you began to, you began to see that we, we did love you and that this thing was for your, for your best interest. And, um, you know, how did that come about? Did did that take a long time? Yeah, it took a couple months uh,
1: to figure out that it it wasn't a lie. It was like the truth was you guys loved me, man. I just felt hopeless, and I realized you guys cared and wanted me back home as soon as I can get home. And that's actually happening yeah. next month. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited and prepared to come back to California.
0: Uh, those uh, those home visits. Th- did you enjoy those? Like when we came, did that make a big difference when we came out there? It did. And spent for, time with you. It did for uh,
1: the mm-hmm. first visit. That was September. that mm-hmm. came out for my birthday. It was cool uh, showing them around the town, and. um it was really helpful to talk a lot and figure out what went on in the, in that situation that happened. So it was nice yeah. to
0: figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. You've, um, tell us some about some, some about the people there at, at the cathedral kids. Have you made any friends? Yeah. It's, it's after, um,
1: December many of the old residents that I first got there that were my friends um, they all graduated so it was hard to um, build new relationship Mm -hmm. with these new kids that were coming in because I'm the oldest resident on cottage and now I'm leaving and it's it's not that sad that I'm gonna like miss those those guys Mm -hmm. But It's just a different setting And how they act around me Or the staff And their attitudes And all this And now
0: uh, You're at a Season where you're looking at coming back home And uh, You're meeting up with your friends And many of them uh, Do they understand At all what what You went through? Do you think they Mm -hmm. Do they get it? They do um, in some way
1: um, because they've seen other other friends and seen people get sent away and how to struggle
0: being in treatment. It's painful. You've mentioned that, um, you know, drugs are prevalent among kids here in this time. Everywhere. Everywhere, easy to get a hold of and so many people uh, are into it. Um, why do you think that is? It's just easy to
1: run into people using its everyday thing for kids, grown ups and that was me back home. Before I got sent away, it was the everyday thing I usually do um, to pass time, and it wasn't the best way to cope with my emotions and my anger, and whatever was happening in that present moment in
0: the past, yeah, yeah, but it was a way, yeah that's what you're was. saying it was, it was a way, it was a way of coping um well how how do you feel about drugs now?
1: Not like the asset you know you don't need that, there's other kind of medication that you could get um over the counter that's um more healthier to use, hmm. and it's better than like being a stone age and smoking. It's not, it's not like the future. Future is taking pills. It's easier. Take a drink and it goes down your throat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, is it now? When you're home, that it's still the same scene. And yeah. And and a lot of your friends are still using. Um, is that gonna be hard for you?
1: Not at all. Um I've built a a confidence in myself to cope with triggers and whatever basically triggers like if people I see people smoking or I'm around it, it's it, it doesn't hit me like, oh I wanna go smoke, it's like that's really gross. It's a bad way to handle my feelings. And it's not healthy at all. It has side effects. Mm,
0: that's for sure. Um, uh, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I think we all discovered, and I think you agree, that you have leadership gifts. And I've even heard you say that you are the one who led a lot of them in into drugs and, and because you created a society um, you wanted everybody around you. And um, as a leader, uh, what we were I, we talked about this earlier today, but is there, have you had any thoughts about where you might like, where you might lead these, lead somebody now? If you had a chance, the old friends. Yeah.
1: So, some of my ideas, and they're really into my ideas, like finding other ways to cope their feelings, emotions, whatever they're going through that's happening in their life. Um, finding um, gyms, workout, active stuff, not mm-hmm. just sitting around in a room and smoking, traveling, hiking, you know, driving
0: around. Cool. Many of those stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Now tell um tell us a little bit about the church. You found a church there and yeah. uh we love that church here. Um tell us a little bit about what role did that do you think that played in your ex- whole experience in Wyoming?
1: It really helps me, like I needed that peace in my life. It was hard being away from my dad and not having that person that would teach me all of the Bible and help me Mm -hmm. learn a lot more into the spiritual um, religion. And I was at a breaking point there, and I needed that support. So I heard there's a church, and this guy takes you to church, and it's really cool. You get coffee and cookies, and (laughs) then you... um, you go sit down, play music, it's very uplifting, and it's nice to get off campus and mm-hmm. be around positive people that are religious, and the pastor's pretty cool, I just, there's some things he says, it's it's not really on the subject
0: of <laughs> the Bible. <laughs> yeah. he's, a, he's a funny guy. Um uh, I really liked him. He's, uh, I, 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 he's tattooed all over and he plays a in biker. a rock band. He's a biker. And, <laughs> yeah. And he's got these things the size of poker chips in his earlobes. And <laughs> game yeah, but game. he loves, he loves Jesus and he loves to teach the word. And, and, uh, he's, he's great with, with the kids. And there's a whole, there's a whole group that go over every Sunday. And, uh couple of those guys are just beautiful. I remember one the last time we were there, uh we have they have communion I think almost every Sunday, don't they?
1: Uh or
0: quite often it's
1: chapel, and yeah and there's a youth group on campus, those things mm-hmm. are both on campus. Yeah. And then on in the church every Wednesday it's a Bible study that you're invited, um it's early in the morning I don't go to that because it's just not my thing. I don't <laughs> like those studies. I like mm-hmm. to learn by you and teach myself. Mm-hmm. And that's a yeah a good way to learn, right? Oh, You're yeah. Learning about the Bible on your own, figuring out what happened in the
0: past, Old Testament
1: and the New Testament. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: I just remember that one time we came down front after uh, this particular church they go in the back uh, uh, to pick up their cup and and the bread and and wine and and then we come around to the front and by the time Marty and I got down front, two of your friends uh, were with you and they just kind of grabbed us and got us in the circle and they led us in prayer they said let's pray we want we want to pray for you guys. And uh, that pretty, pretty pretty much blew me away. Um, a couple of those kids are, are really beautiful, and and uh, you know we've had um, you know our prayer pillow ministry. We've had prayer pillows sent there, and both those guys got pillows, right? Yep. yep. Three guys. You got one, one. Three guys got pillows, and and they that means a lot to them. They they love it. <laughs> Oh dear. So I've got just uh, we've got just a, a little bit of time left here. Um, I'm I'm checking my time because I don't want to lose it. Oh, we're doing fine. We're doing fine. Um, Chandler Tenner just stepped out for one minute, but I want you to um, think about. I've interviewed you. I want you to think about a question or two for me. Okay. So uh when you get back here I want you to ask me a few questions. Um, Wait, can other people talk while um, we're on oh. no. So uh just to give you a little context here, this is Chandler's last home visit. Um and this weekend, Chandler and I are going to actually drive back to Wyoming, and uh, I'm going to hang there just because it's easier to bring his stuff home in a car. And uh, uh, I'm going to be with him for uh, the rest of the rest of the month, actually, of May. Uh, they have a place for parents to stay. And so I'm going to get some really good quality work time in and uh, we'll get to spend some time together on the weekends and uh then uh we're going to all probably gather together for a uh, graduation day. Uh wait. Um you yeah. Missed one part. What um, did I miss? The 19th is banquet and oh, we're yeah. going to be
1: there. I'll be there. Mm-hmm. All be dressed up. All the kids will be at a hotel, and we get um, fancy food, and have all the silverware, and
0: all that <laughs> stuff. No, going to be, yeah. That girls dress up. It's like a prom, almost. Yeah. It's a prom without dancing, I guess. But, um, yeah, and then they're going to present rewards, I think. Yeah, that's all. And uh, everybody gets, it's a real encouraging evening. Yeah. So, I'm very excited that I'll be able to be a part of that. Um, but I want you to, uh, you have a question or two for me. So is it, should I ask? Uh, You're going to ask anything.
1: <laughs> uh, what was the best first, what college did you go, uh, go to? That was a Christian college
0: or just a normal college? No, I went to a Christian college. It was called Wheaton. And um but ask me some questions about this experience. How much
1: did you learn from there?
0: Oh, I learned a lot,
1: yeah. And that's helped you through yeah studying and teaching preaching to students Mm -hmm. and older folks.
0: Yeah. I, I, I learned I learned a lot there. Um and maybe not just from the classes and from books, but I think I learned from uh, an environment where, where people were asking lots of questions and people wanted to learn and and they wanted to n- understand their faith. They wanted their faith to mean something. And uh, that was the thing that impressed me a lot. <clears throat> it wasn't just, uh, you know, learning the right things to say or how to answer questions or anything like that. You know, it was <clears throat> really pretty much taking apart your belief system and putting it back together again. And uh, so it became, so it became yours. And that That's probably the biggest thing that I learned from that environment. It was great. You have any questions about, I don't know, it's about the, you know, what we've been talking about, this whole, the situation. yeah, this happened. whole being apart and, and all of that has gone through when I've
1: been gone i I don't know how much uh John and Marty has changed since I've been gone hmm. and if they worked on themselves and um is getting ready for me to come home and gonna uh see where I'm gonna be at yeah. between two years finishing high school, so hopefully they Got their act together and
0: <laughs> are ready
1: for me to come home and uh, to, uh
0: yeah yeah yeah. Well, you can tell uh, everybody that uh, this was a mutual experience and we all had to learn. We've uh, we've had a therapist there, a wonderful uh, woman, very gifted, who has just really understand stood our our family uh to a T and has been uh, really good at helping us all to grow and to learn. Um I remember at one point she pointed out that the, the, the three of us she just uh made a picture of all three of us that um uh Chandler was like up up on the table um uh, telling everybody the way things were. I was in a corner um facing facing away from everybody all by myself, and Marty was on the uh couch jumping up and down screaming <laughs> waving her arms and uh trying to trying to get everybody together. um boy oh, I tell you it was such a picture and and I've had Jennifer had to pull me out of a corner we've had He's had some very confrontive things to say to to both of us that have been very good and very true and very hopefully healing. And yeah, Marty and I have a lot to do, and and I think we we uh, we have a lot still to do for sure. Um, uh, to be fully ready for and for you to be here, you have to be prepared
1: for mm-hmm. the years that are coming. Yeah, for me graduating and moving on and right. mom needs to get prepared for that because I know it's going to be a struggle for her.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it always is to lose, to lose contact or, or just to watch our children go. That's for sure a struggle. And, um, but, uh, we're just so pleased about what has happened. Um, in this last year. Uh, it's been quite a, quite an experience. Um, what, what are your plans? What are your plans for the future?
1: Um, so, um, since I've been in treatment, I've had, um, basically 12 months of training for me to get ready to go home and to plan my future. And stay for two more years, finish uh, 11th and 12th grade, and then go to a school uh, for skydiving, get my license, and be an instructor. Have people strapped to me and teach <laughs> them to not be afraid or whatever's going to um, happen in that uh, where I work. And uh, when I get my license, I'm going to move out to. Hawaii and hang out with my sister anyways I the day I left Annie was out with Marty and I didn't see both of them hmm. and Annie came back that night and stayed for two more days because she was shocked and had no clue I was leaving and now it's it would be uh, 13 months not seeing her because I'm going to see her in July. So 13 months and I'm super happy to see her that month. Yeah. July and back to the planning for my future I'm going to move up to up there and live with Annie and have my uh, job for skydiving and maybe open up a uh, coffee shop Yeah. Some food. Yeah. Excellent barista. I know Mm -hmm. how to make really good espresso and all the coffee
0: drinks out there. What did you think about? What do you think about Wyoming? You like Wyoming? It's
1: what's it? What's it like? It's a experience for different people. It's not the place I would Mm -hmm. live. Mm hmm. Definitely live somewhere else. I'm not one of those uh, not one of those people that loves crazy weather <laughs> It's really in the summer mm-hmm. close to like June and July, the cold and warm weather mix together and makes a tornado and It happens mm. it happens that that month the season and uh will it. Tornadoes, hail, rain, snow—all that stuff that goes on with the weather there—it well, really
0: sucks. Well, well. Um, also, I was thinking that um, uh, you got to uh, you got to learn a little bit about horses too, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I did that. I started it in that. Um, in the summer, and it was really cool and Then last month, I actually quit because I felt like I was allergic to horses and I hate their fur and and I don't like bouncing up and down on the horse and maybe getting tipped over and I just didn't like it anymore, and so I quit that program and it's not one of my goals to mm-hmm. express my feelings for horses and express how my treatment goes mm-hmm. and with the counselor or staff that works in my program. Yeah, I didn't like those people, so I quit.
0: Yeah. Well, but but you did enjoy it for a season. Yeah. And uh, we got to ride together. Yeah. And That was pretty cool. There was rain and lightning. Yeah. <laughs>
1: The horses straight down, yeah,
0: and they pulled <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that was great, that was great, well, so we got a road trip coming up, mm-hmm. and we got a uh uh my Demi- you gotta get your license we got a, we got a test tomorrow, right been, been studying for
1: feel <laughs> me uh two days, and and mm-hmm. they like only. Test like three tests
0: yeah we've been going through yeah,
1: the driving
0: way. tests right mm-hmm. so he's going to hopefully pass a test so that we can get him his learner's permit and uh that's part of the plan so that when we drive up there he can uh, log in some hours driving yeah. he's actually an excellent driver we've already found that out so well um I think our our time's just about up. Um, I just want to say, is there anything else? Questions? Yeah. Oh, you you got any more questions for me? Huh?
1: <laughs> There's many. I don't know part of the stories in the past. I think many of your listeners wanna uh, hear about your past if they haven't heard. Mm-hmm. They know about the present. And I think they want to hear some stories about your past. So, send so out a uh, make a page where you could uh, have um, your online, what are they called, uh, viewers mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. ask you questions. And that would be a great communication with your uh, cool people that are online
0: that are connected to your website. Ask questions, maybe chat. Yeah, chat like. Right? yeah I would like to do that yeah we would uh we've got a lot of a lot of lot more things we can do to get people involved, and that's really what we want. That's where we're headed with the catch is to try and get more and more people involved and uh of course, with the prayer ministry that's already happening, counseling and our boots on the ground discipleship so we're pretty excited. But uh, right now I'm very excited to have Chandler here and I'm excited to hear his story and that you got to hear uh, a little bit about his story and the fact that falling down is not the end. Nope. You come back up
1: and you build those skills to be ready for the
0: future. Well, there you go, folks. Falling down isn't the end. Uh, many ways. It's the beginning. So uh, I want to thank you for joining us for this this episode, I guess, of, of uh, Blog Talk Radio. And uh, join us next week for uh, a, a new surprise um, because that's what we love to do here is uh, keep you guessing and uh, surprising you with our guests and with things we have to discuss. So Chandler, uh, thank you. Thank you for taking some time with us. I appreciate it very much. And uh, um, we'll be all, we'll be seeing you guys soon. Um, celebrate our song here if we can get the volume up.